Who is Jesus Christ? God? Or is he the son of God? Hmm. Most Christians should be familiar with John, the third chapter, the 16th verse. Verses 17, 18, and scripture 19. John, the third chapter, the 16th verse reads, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Let's read 17. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Most pastors, preachers, teachers of the gospel won't touch this with a 10-foot pole. They will give you their watered-down version, ask you, do you believe in Jesus, tell you to say the sinner's prayer, and come back next week and get baptized. I know this is going to be a hard pill to swallow, especially when you have been believing something for 20, 30, 40 years, some 50 years. Christians must believe right. For a sinner to be a saved Christian, they must believe correctly. May I say, I hear other Christians, well, supposed to be Christians, say this about other Christians all the time. They say they are true Christians. You know, referring to the other individual. Well, if the other individual is a true Christian, then what are you? Who is Jesus Christ? Is he the son of God or God? Ten out of ten people would say both. Why not? It's easier to believe. It's more simpler to explain. It sounds right. Why not believe God is Jesus? Jesus is God and the Holy Spirit is God also. That's how it's being taught in the churches. That's what mama taught me. That's what grandma taught mama. And the slave masters taught the house attendant. Today, the bulk of my scriptures will be coming out of the gospel according to John. I will be reading from the Holy Bible. John, the first chapter, verses 1 through 3, reads, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Now, most pastors use in the word was God to say Jesus is God. But I believe they're wrong. Notice scripture number two. It reads, he was in the beginning with God. Who is this he that was in the beginning with God? Could it be Jesus? If you would drop down to verse number 14, it reads, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Chapter 1, in the first verse, in verse 14, are important to the argument that I make that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and not God. Jesus Christ is an advocate for the Father who is still in heaven, awaiting his Son, Jesus Christ's arrival. God is not walking this earth in a body form as a man. It is Jesus Christ, his son. Jesus has come in God's likeness. Is Jesus the lamb of God? Or is, he, or is Jesus the lamb of himself? When pastors teach 
it. They teach this is God himself dying on a cross. My Bible says the word became flesh. It does not say God became flesh. In the book of John, the first chapter, in verse number 32, it says, I saw the spirit come down from heaven as a dove and remain on him. Number 33. The man on whom you see the spirit come down and remain is he who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. The word man is key in this sentence. Much attention is needed to that word. Verse number 34. I have seen and I testify that this is the son of God. The Lamb of God, he is not identified as being God, but as a sacrifice from God. Now, if you turn your Bibles to Mark, the first chapter, 9th through the 11th verse. At that time, Jesus came out of Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized. And immediately coming up from the water, the heavens parted. And the spirit descended on him like a dove. And then you hear a voice that says, You are my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. And immediately the spirit drove him into the wilderness. Who is Jesus Christ? God or the Son of God? After reading St. Mark, the first chapter, the ninth through the eleventh verse, the answer should be clear. Hmm. Maybe you are still in doubt about who is Jesus Christ. St. Mark, the first chapter, the ninth through the eleventh, lets us know there's a son, then there's a spirit, and then there's a father. Satan himself is questioning Jesus Christ as to be the son of God. You would think Satan would know who Jesus was. After all, Satan was in heaven able to move about as he pleased. Luke, the fourth chapter, the third verse, if you are the son of God, now this is the devil talking, Luke, the fourth chapter, the ninth verse, if you are the son of God. But what I want you to notice is this spirit that has led him into the wilderness. This spirit that many believe is Jesus in God. Now, if we to believe Jesus is God and the Holy Spirit, well, let me say it this way. If God is Jesus in the flesh as man, and he is the Holy Spirit also, then God led himself into the wilderness. But the Bible does not teach us that. Many pastors will find a way around these facts. They will tell you they are three in one. Jesus Christ, meaning anointed. A Messiah, all power, all anointing that Jesus had came by way of the Father through the Holy Spirit. He was known as Jesus of Nazareth, or the son of Joseph. The son of God was born in Bethlehem and lived the early part of his life in Nazareth. His earthly father was named Joseph, and his earthly mother was named Mary. Joseph was a carpenter. A trade, a skill that was real important at that time. Mary, his mother, a virgin. St. Matthew, the first chapter, the 20th verse tells us that which 
is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she shall bring forth the son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Verse number 23. Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. Emmanuel, which being interpreted as God with us. Now we know that Jesus had brothers because the scriptures tell us he had brothers name. He had a brother named James, Jose, Simon, and one named Judah. In Mark six chapter, the third verse also tells us he had sisters. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, did not begin his ministry until he was baptized by John the Baptist. Luke, the third chapter, the twenty-first verse through the twenty-third. Along the way to that old rugged cross upon Calvary where he would give up his life, Jesus would heal the sick, cast out demons. He would hang out with people that would consider social outcasts. He would become a friend that would stick closer than a brother. The Bible tells you in Matthew's, the 8th chapter, the 20th verse, Jesus had no place to lay his head, but yet he had multitude of people follow him. He would give sight to the blind, feed 5,000 men with five loaves of bread and two fish. Who is this Jesus? The prophet Isaiah called him the root of Jesse. Some were sheep without a shepherd, but a Nazareth taught them the word and fed them. He is known as the lily of the valley. He is also known as the great I am. Some say Jehovah. He is known as El Shaddai, God Almighty. Elohim, Supreme, the Potter, Lion of the tribe of Judah, Redeemer, True Vine. I dare not say Jesus Christ isn't worthy of all these titles. After all, we are talking about the Son of God, the Son of Man. Who is Jesus Christ? God or the Son of God? The book of John gives us insight to who Jesus really is to be. And throughout most of the chapters, you will realize it's Jesus Christ that's speaking. And to come to the conclusion, it's the Son of God speaking. If you have in Holy Bible, the passages are written in red. Now you have these folks that are writing their own Bibles. You know, everybody got their own Bible now. And they're leaving out the red ink for some reason. It would always amaze me when I would listen to these pastors speak. You know, they would tell you the Bible is the true word of God. They believe in the Bible from front to back. They would say, this is all you need, the book. They will quote scripture after scripture. Then after they get finished giving their little message or whatever, they will try to sell their book, a CD. Now, if the Bible is all I need, then why do I need to buy your book? And then I have to pay $300 for it anyway. Seems to me that there's a form of godliness, but denying the power of the Holy Scriptures. Back to my opening thought. The book of John gives us insight to who Jesus Christ is to be. Let's read John, the 8th chapter, the 28th verse. Then said Jesus unto them, When ye lifted up the Son of Man, then shall ye know, that I am he, 
Now, many of you read that part and say, Aha! Jesus is God. But let's keep reading. And that I do nothing of myself, but as my father had taught me. The father here God is talking about is in heaven. He's not talking about his earthly father, Joseph. He go on, he, go, he continued to say, I speak these things, and he that sent me is with me. The father has not left me alone. All right, let's pause for a moment. In verse 28, Jesus says, I am he. Over in the 29th verse, he says, the father has not left me alone. Meaning, the father God is the watchman of Jesus Christ. We must remember the Holy Spirit is upon him. The end of verse 29 says, for I do always those things that please him. Me, myself, I like verse number 32. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And that's what I'm tempting today, to tell you the truth. John, the 8th chapter, the 36th verse. If the Son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. Now today I'm randomly, randomly, sorry, going from chapter to chapter of scriptures. So if you're wondering why, there's no set format of how I'm approaching the usage of scriptures or passages. John, the 8th chapter, the 38th verse. I speak that which I have seen my father, and ye do, and ye do that which you have seen with your fathers. This is still the Jesus Christ whom many believe is God in the Holy Spirit. Yet he's talking about seeing things with someone other than himself, the Father who is in heaven. John, the seventh chapter, the 28th verse. Then cried Jesus in the temple as he taught, saying, Ye both know me, and ye know whence I am. And I am not come of myself, but he that sent me is true. Whom ye not know, but I know him, for I am from him, and he hath sent me. This is Jesus Christ himself speaking, telling the people, the Pharisees, he's telling the Pharisees who he is. Verse number 29, but I know him, for I am from him, and he hath sent me. Now I'm going to say it this way. If you're not a Christian or you don't know who God is, Jesus Christ is, or the Holy Spirit, I may as well be talking Chinese. On the other hand, you may figure out who Jesus Christ really is. Many, many pastors have fallen. Not just pastors, bishops, apostles, ministers, evangelists, teachers of the gospel. They have fallen into sin because they don't know Jesus Christ. They have built their ministries, but it's not built on the gospel of Jesus Christ. And no man or woman gets to the Father, God who is in heaven, unless he comes to the Son, Jesus Christ, who died on the cross at Calvary. As I said before, I'm using scriptures from the book of John in the Holy Bible, randomly. And from time to time, I will use other passages from other books in the Bible. Now let's look at Jesus Christ's prayer life. Jesus prayed. And for those who believe Jesus is God, it's safe to say he prayed to himself. 
He prayed to his more powerful self. No, he prayed to his more glorified self. Well, it's none of the above. What? It's none of the above. Jesus prayed to the Father. How we know he prayed? Mark, the first chapter, the 35th verse says, he went to a solitary place, and there he prayed. How you know it was the Father, God, he prayed to in heaven and not himself? St. Matthews, the 26th verse, the 39th verse reads, And he went a little farther and fell on his face and prayed, Oh, my Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as I will. Scripture number 42. He went away again the second time and prayed, saying, Oh, my Father, if this cup may not pass away from me, except I drink it, thy will be done. And Scripture number 44 lets you know he prayed a third time to the Father. Now, this is the same Jesus that many pastors and Christians believe is God. This Jesus supposed to be God in the flesh of a man. Let me say it this way. You hear many pastors say God came from heaven, became a man, gave himself a human body, died on the cross for our sins. Now, if Jesus is God and God is Jesus, who is this father he's praying to? I know it's not Joseph, his earthly father, and I strongly believe he's not praying to himself. Most believers should know the Lord's Prayer. When Jesus was teaching his disciples to pray, he taught them to pray to the Father who is in heaven. St. Matthew, the sixth chapter, the ninth verse. Notice, he said, to the Father that is in heaven. Not me standing right here, but to the Father who is in heaven. Jesus spoke of his Father God at least 25 times. At least 25 times. I believe he wanted us to know that God had sent him to this earth. God himself didn't come. As we look at John, the 17th chapter, it gives us a clear reality. It gives us a clear reality of that which may, that which many try to explain away. You have to be aware of those two-tongued bishops and pastors and men of God. In the same breath, they would say Jesus is the Son of God and that Jesus is God. John 17 strengthens your conclusion, whether you based it on biblical study or not. John, the 17th chapter, the first verse. These words spake Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy son, that thy son also may glorify thee, as thou hast given him power over all flesh. For he shall give eternal life to as many as thou hast given me. And this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, in Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. I have glorified thee on earth. I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. And now, O Father, glorify thou me with thy own self, with glory which I had with thee before the world was. I'm going to stop at verse number five. But I suggest that you read the rest of this chapter 
at a later time. John the 16th chapter, the 27th verse to the 28th verse. For the Father himself loveth you, because ye had loved me, and have believed that I came out from God. I came forth from the Father, and, and I'm come into the world, and I leave the world, and go to the Father. Verse number 31. Jesus answered them, Do you not believe? And I, as a minister of the gospel, ask you today, do you not believe? Now Jesus is preparing to be crucified, nailed to that cross. As he's being, as he's congregating with his disciples, preparing himself to be crucified, I want you to notice who Jesus is calling out to when he's on the cross. St. Matthew's, the 27th chapter, the 46th verse. And it reads, In about the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. I'm sorry I said that wrong. Lama sabachthani. That is to say, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? I don't care how you try to explain the scripture. It says what it says. It is what it is. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Do you still believe this is God in the flesh of man dying on a cross? Hmm. A pastor told me one day that God, Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit are all the same. And he explained it in this manner. And he used the example of water. He said water has three different matters. He said water, when you turn on a faucet, you can feel it. It's a liquid. It's running all over your hands. You can rinse your hands with it. He said that's God. And then he said you can freeze that water. It becomes a solid. A cold block of ice. You can't hold it. He said, that's Jesus Christ. He went on to say, that same piece of ice, you put it in a hot pot that's on the stove. It melts away. It becomes steam. It's vapor. It disappears. It's everywhere. You can't touch it. You can't grab it. And that's the Holy Spirit. He said, whether it's coming out of the faucet or as a block of ice of steam, he said, it's still water. His example sounded good. It was convincing. It even made me say, hmm. But more important, it made me study to show myself approved unto God to become a workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. If I have concluded that Jesus Christ is not God and God is not Jesus, then that leaves me with the Holy Spirit. A spirit is not a person and doesn't have flesh. Luke, the 24th chapter, the 39th verse. Behold my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. Handle me and see, for a spirit had not flesh and bones, as ye see me have. Let's drop, let's drop down to verse number 49. And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, 
but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. Power from on high. Jesus is talking about the Holy Spirit. Let's go back to the book of John to help us out a little bit. John, the 16th chapter, the 7th verse. For if I, Jesus Christ today, I'm sorry, John, the 16th chapter, the 7th verse. For if I do not go away, the Comforter, Holy Spirit, will not come unto you, but if I depart, I will send him unto you. This lets me know that the Holy Spirit is not Jesus. Chapter 15, verse 26. But when the Comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth, which proceeded from the Father, he shall testify of me. St. John, the 14th chapter, the 26th verse. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance. Whatsoever I have said unto you, as I have said already, many teach or preach that God, the Holy Spirit, and Jesus Christ are three in one. What they really are telling you, they are the same. And I've given you scripture after scripture that says differently. I understand why they are writing their own Bibles now. They don't believe the Holy Bible. Here's another thought. Unless the Bible is full of contradiction, then we have a right to be non-believers of this Bible. But if we are believers of the Bible, we have what is called faith to move us past those things which we read and don't fully understand or believe. We learn to trust what we just don't understand. We truly learn from hearing let me say it again. We truly learn from the hearing of our ears and not by what we see. Where is Jesus Christ today? Sitting on the right hand side of the throne of God, a position of power. If Jesus Christ is God, I hate to disappoint you. He's not in your church on Sunday mornings. Most people want to usher God in the Holy Spirit in the buildings through praise and worship. Acts, the 17th chapter, the 24th verse. This is Paul speaking, whom I believe wrote majority of the New Testament. He says in Acts, the 17th chapter, the 24th verse, God that made the world and all things therein, seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth, dwelling not in temples made with man's hands. Hmm. Genesis. The first chapter, the 26th verse says, And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Number 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created, created he them. Now, we have the image of God in the word. Does that mean we are God? No, it implies that if we follow his commands, be obedient as the son was, Jesus Christ, we are able to carry our cross, perform the miracles, heal the sick, cast out demons. And when you see me 
And when I see you, I will see God the Father in you. That is what Jesus is saying. When you see me, you are seeing my Father. I am my Father of one. 